Producer Associations Talk It Out. We head shoot side and lots more, so let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I'm your host and producer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. A big thanks to our partners, the American Cemental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, The Cowboy Channel, Wrangler, K-Rose Company, and Cattleman U. Today's Cow Country News is brought to us by Wrangler. Wrangler, the official shirt and jean endorsed by the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. Our news story updates from producer groups. Lots to go through here, crew. For the past six years, the cattle markets have been erratic, marked by falling cattle prices, while wholesale and retail beef prices have climbed to historically high levels. The brunt of the market's chronic dysfunction has impacted the smallest segment the most, the feeding segment that sells directly to the beef packer. The larger segments of cow-calf producers and yearling operators may be in for a perfect storm, some say. According to RCAF USA leaders, escalating corn prices mean the cost of feeding cattle has increased significantly, and cattle feeders who are already suffering severe losses due to the erratic fed cattle market will likely need to buy their inputs at a much lower price to stay in business by offering less to cow-calf producers and yearling operators for their cattle. RCAF USA board member Kyle Hemmert said, the severe market shocks that cattle feeders have been experiencing for years are about to be pushed to cow-calf producers and yearling operators in the form of much lower prices. Iowa cattle feeder and RCAF USA board member Eric Nelson agrees and explains there are two classes of cattle feeders, the majority who sell cattle in the open market or contracts linked to the open market prices, and the minority insulated from the open market through some type of cost-sharing arrangements with the beef packers. RCAF USA is supporting what it calls two triage measures, the swift passage of the Grassley Tester Bill, commonly known as the 5014 Bill, that will restore competition in the fed cattle market by requiring packers to purchase at least 50% of their cattle in the open cash market and the reinstatement of mandatory country of origin labeling for beef to restore competition for beef produced from U.S. cattle. Now to the other side, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, NCBA, responded to the proposed 5014 bill. National Cattlemen's Beef Association Policy Division Chair and South Dakota rancher Todd Wilkinson says, currently cattle producers utilize a multitude of methods to market their livestock, including the cash market. Increased price discovery will benefit all segments of the cattle industry. He says that is why NCBA has been closely working with key stakeholders, industry experts, and partners in academia to develop tangible means to meet that end. He says any solution must not restrict an individual producer's freedom to pursue marketing avenues that they determine best suit their business's unique needs. Government mandates like that being proposed by Senator Grassley, he says, would arbitrarily force many cattle producers to change the way that they do business. He says we will continue to work toward a more equitable solution and invite Senator Grassley and other lawmakers interested in this conversation to join in the search for an industry-led solution based in free marketing principles. 
All right, I know there's a lot here, but we're going to keep building. This released earlier in the week, Senator John Thune and Representative Dusty Johnson, led by a bicameral letter to U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland, urging the Department of Justice to move forward with their investigation into anti-competitive practices in the meatpacking industry. Now, before I wrap this up, I know there's a lot of information here. There's a lot to digest. Email me, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. You can call me, 707-RANCH20. That's 707-726-2420. You can text me now at 707-726-2420. Share with me your thoughts on what you feel has been happening and what you think should happen. I want to mention some of those comments on the air. If you would like to be anonymous, that is fine. If you would like for your comments not to be mentioned, that is fine as well. Just let me know that. Now, let's wrap up with this. On Monday, May 10th, 2021, this just came out, members of the American Farm Bureau Federation, the NCBA, the National Farmers Union, RCAF USA, and the U.S. Cattlemen's Association, they just recently met in Phoenix, Arizona. These groups convened at the request of the Livestock Marketing Association to discuss challenges involved in the marketing of finished cattle with the ultimate goal of bringing about a more financially sustainable situation for cattle feeders and cow-calf producers. Amen. The group talked openly and candidly about a wide range of important issues facing our cattle industry, including but not limited to packer concentration, price transparency and discovery, packer oversight, Packers and Stockers Act enforcement, level of captive supply, and packer capacity. Very, very interesting. The group also agreed to take to their respective organizations for consideration of these action items. Expedite the renewal of USDA's livestock mandatory reporting. Demand that the Department of Justice issue a public investigation status report. And as warranted, conduct a joint Department of Justice and USDA oversight of packer activity moving forward and encourage investment in and development of new independent local and regional packers. This unprecedented meeting brought together diverse producer organizations to identify issues and discuss potential solutions. Crew, I got to hear from you on that one. Please weigh in. Wow is what I'm going to say. Tigger Tour 21. From rodeos to cattle sales to conventions to virtual conventions all across the land, follow me along the Tigger Tour 21, which is proudly sponsored by Cattleman U. And we've got more details. Check this out. I want to tell you all about Cattleman U. We're going to talk about it a lot here in the next couple weeks. It's an educational platform and community for the next generation of producers and people who want to raise livestock or crops in the near future. Now, it consists of monthly sessions on topics such as forage and pasture management, ag policy and business development, seed stock and commercial marketing techniques, uh, farm to table and consumer marketing, nutrition, genetics, breeding, and a whole lot more. And in today's day and age, it gets harder and harder for a lot of us to be able to get off the ranch and attend these conventions. Cattleman U has got you covered because it makes it easily accessible for you on an as you get to it basis expert advice and pre-recorded trainings when you find the time flexible options for everyone wanting to sign up for cattleman U with six month and yearly memberships the wait list for the program has already opened and will close may 31st but enrollment will be available to the general public on june 1st through the 6th 
Sign up today at cattlemanu.com. Use the promo code RANCHITUP, all caps and no spaces, at cattlemanu.com. And we're going to have more with Caroline Rose, who started Cattleman U, coming on next week's show. www.cattlemanu.com. Very cool. Up next, we're going to answer listener questions about breeding and synchronizing some of the heifers, and we even head shoot side. It's going to be a fun one. Stick around. We'll be right back. Watch RFD-TV anytime, anywhere on all your connected devices with RFD-TV now. Simply go to watchrfdtv.com and sign up for just $9.99 a month or save more and pay just $89.99 for the year. You can begin streaming RFDTV live right away and have access to your favorite shows 24-7 on demand. Go to watchrfdtv.com, sign up, and start streaming today. Hey, Beck, can you come in here, please? Oh, did you sign us up for Cattleman U? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Are you going to tell them or am I? Cattleman U is an online community of producers, ranchers, beginning farmers, all who want to learn about agriculture, marketing, successful practices, and a lot more right from the convenience of your home office. You never have to leave the ranch. I do like conventions sometimes, but can you imagine traveling with this guy? We get a few miles from the ranch and... I mean, really, am I I that bad? (laughs) Yes, you are. The trainings and presentations, they're previously recorded by industry experts for the Cattleman U community, so you can watch them anytime, anywhere, and have the freedom to fast forward, to rewind, and pause if you want. Sign up at cattlemanu.com and use promo code RANCHITUP to get special pricing. That's RANCHITUP in all caps and no spaces at cattlemanu.com. So, Tigger, you do have us signed up, right? Yes, dear, we are signed up for Cattleman U. Today's cattle battle is brought to us by the American Semental Association and the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator. The Profit Calculator crew, you know it's free. And it's fast. Add a little value to your calves. Maybe the potential of a lot of value with the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator. Let's get it on. Cattle Battle. Ranch It Up Show at gmail.com is the email. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. You can call the studio at 707 Ranch 20. That's 707 726 2420. Fire me a text message at 707-726-2420. Now, two weeks ago, we introduced you to the 7 and 7 sync program for synchronizing your cow herd. We've been hearing more and more buzz around it. Cody from Virginia fired me an email asking if the 7 and 7 sync program works on heifers. Very good question. So back to Dr. Jordan Thomas, we go to answer this one. Jordan is assistant professor and the beef cow calf specialist at the University of Missouri. It's a good question, and it's a it's a question that needs to be researched um, more than it has so far. And so, what I would what I would tell you is, at, at the University of Missouri, anyway, we have not really delved into use of this protocol in virgin heifers, and I'm a little bit bearish on it. I'm a little pessimistic on it, to be honest with you. And and the reason is, um, you know, a heifer that hasn't reached puberty yet, um, on a protocol like this, we're inducing her to to begin cycling right up around the point of her first breeding opportunity. And I don't really like to do that. If at all possible, I I like protocols that get heifers cycling earlier than that. And so that would be something like our 30 plus day long protocols like the MGA prostaglandin protocol or the 14 day cedar PG protocol. 
those those seem to generate some really nice results in mixed groups of heifers, heifers where they're not all cycling yet. And you might be surprised how many of your heifers uh, in most commercial operations really aren't cycling. Um, and, and so my encouragement is to use a protocol like that rather than a protocol like this, just because of the design of that protocol. The other, the other piece of it, which is a little, a little bit of a research wrinkle that we don't fully understand yet, is GNRH responsiveness in heifers versus cows is just a little bit reduced. Um, we just don't seem to get nearly the consistency in the literature in terms of getting a, a good ovulatory response to GNRH in heifers and controlling you know, follicular development nearly as well as we do in cows. And so even though we've seen some really nice results with this in cows, it's a protocol that really is a little bit dependent on that GNRH in the middle of the protocol. And, and so we know we can do that well in, in cows based on you know, this data and, and other data generated over the years. In heifers, uh, I, I, I would sure, if I was a commercial producer, and, and, and I am, but you know, in terms of trying to think through this in, in heifers, I want to see some pretty good published data before I'm going to uh, take such a big risk in heifers. Thank you, Dr. Jordan Thomas. We will have more with Jordan this fall when we dance with the topic of selecting heifers specifically for the southwest, the southwestern part of the country. Very interesting. Now, to the field we go. I caught Jay Berg with Berg's AI service in the act, if you will. Jay was at Northern Plains Semental, owned by J.R. Offorth. I sent Jay a Facebook message because I saw a post that he had asking him to do an interview with me, jump on the show, and he fired back immediately when I made a little comment, said, go ahead and call. Now, Jay put the phone on speaker so we could visit with him and JR about how it's going, the system being used, breeding cattle, you know, the cow stuff. Here is what is great is I haven't talked to Jay and JR in many, many, many years. So it was great to catch up with with the boys and, you know, the, the cow stuff. Hey, Tigger, this is uh, Jay Berg, working hard for Berg's AI service at the uh, Great Ranch of Northern Plains Semitals. Oh, my gosh. Now we got JR in on this deal, too. Okay. But... He's here. You can say hi to him. You're speaking <laughs> They're going to hear some banging because I got to keep rolling here. But <laughs> So, hey, I'm glad that you uh, put us on speakerphone to just hang with you for a little bit. What is condition of cows? Are things going decent? Talk to us. The cows are in really good condition because we've had drought. We've had such a dang easy winter because of the drought. So cows are in good condition, seem to be cycling. I'm just getting started early into this. Um, I had to get the rust out of my system on JR's heifers. Yes, I do a couple hundred head in April, but due to more involvement in the ranch at home, I uh, kind of uh, took a hiatus from a few things. So um, um, JR got the brunt of me getting brushed up for the season. So I suppose since this is your first one, yeah, we can hear the gates clanging in the background. I suppose since this is your first one for the season, Jr. and I can't put bets on what the conception rate is going to be, can we? Well, the first six or seven, I just kind of poked and hoped. But by the time I got through a few, we got better on the accuracy. And we're on track on the cows today, so pretty good odds. Hey, did uh, did Jr. did he use, uh, what kind of a, a sync program did he use this year for the girls? I'll let you visit with him. He's closest. All right. Uh, we use the 14-day cedar on the heifers, and then we use a five-day cedar with the cows. Have you used that in the past, Jr.? Yes. 
I would say we've been pushing 10 years on the five-day seeder on the cows. We've always used the 14-day seeder on the heifers. And I think this year is 19 or 20. I've been up here. So, <laughs> I can hear are you using any kind of a of a bud box? Is that what you like to breed in? Is that you know to put them in a little enclosed dark area? I'm using a double skull breeding box to breed. Um, Jr. can explain his system for gathering them, but I've used all types of systems. We've just got a, a portable tub and alley set up in our corral behind his breeding box. Okay, my last question, and then I will say fairly well and let you get about doing what you get so that we can get JR's cows bred and we can get decent bulls here in a couple of years. And well, that... yeah, we haven't uh, stopped yet. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. So what? Um, what is, uh, what's your speed? About how many cows can you breed an hour? Are you running one through every couple minutes, or what, what's the story? Well, right right now, we're probably I'm probably running 30 an hour. I'm a little bit slow today. I usually have uh, another guy with me on these uh, bigger projects that's uh, thawing semen and loading guns for me. I'm kind of doing it myself today. Um, when we're doing that, if uh, everything's clicking and we're using, say, only two bulls, Top speed, I can probably do 60 an hour. If we're using like JR and uh, we're using 15 bulls, 40, 45 an hour, down to 30. <laughs> He's good now. We're actually down to just like five or six this time. So it's, uh, he does not hold the record. I've been a few places where we've been like 21 bulls and 200 head. So it gets fun. Hey, thanks, boys. I'm going to let you get back and then text me or fire me or email me some pictures when y'all are done. Okay, will do. Have a good day. Thank awesome. you, sir. Talk to y'all soon. Great sports, Jay Berg with Berg's AI service. There you got your plug, Jay. And JR Offworth with Northern Plains Semental. What works best for you and why is the question that I have for y'all. Conception rates, let us know. Share your message with us, and we'd like to share them with everybody else. If we can all learn, I certainly would encourage you to do so. Up next, we bring in Shaylee Stewart right after the break. Sold. 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 Want more dollars per head? Well, check this out. Sim Angus, I'll say it again, Sim Angus sired steer calves sold through Superior Livestock Auction last year earned more at sale time than all other calves for breeds with lots of 50 head or more. Kansas State University ran the data analysis of 394,900 heads sold last year through Superior Livestock. So, do you want low-risk, high-potential calves with earning potential? Well, that is Simmental. More per head. Period. Get seen, get noticed. Be part of the Ranch It Up crew with the all-new Ranch It Up gear from Downtown Threads, Oklahoma. Limited edition jackets, pullovers, caps, just to name a few. Head over to our Facebook page to see the latest or mosey on over to the website, ranchitupshow.com. As Tigger says, be part of the crew. Show your Ranch It Up pride and get your gear today. Stay ranchy and ranch it up. Y'all ask for swag, we're bringing swag. Successful cattlemen have a secret. They are always open to learning new ideas. Cattleman U is an online community for beef producers and beginning farmers and ranchers who want to learn more about agriculture marketing strategies, successful practices, futures markets, and more. Access new training from industry experts each month and network with members across the nation. Visit CattlemanU.com to sign up today. Use code RANCHITUP, all caps and no spaces, for $50 off at CattlemanU.com. 
You asked for it, you got it. Watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. Shaley Stewart with Cattle Market News and DTN. Shaley, we were talking off air of the best way to kind of bring you in an intro to uh, summarizing what happened last week. We won't repeat that because it's the same different day is kind of how it turned out last week. <laughs> you know, that's really how it did shake out, Tigger. You know, it was a week in and week out. It was a grueling week, and that's kind of how it's felt the last, oh, I guess really since we entered into 2021, or honestly since 2020 is how it's just felt. It's like we've been kind of kicked in the teeth week in and week out. And you so know, actually, some- actually, Shaley, um, I've felt like that ever since I've been in the cattle business. <laughs> Well, you know what? If we're going to speak truth, let's just speak truth. And so I think there's a a lot of producers that would agree with you on that. But you know what? That that was how it felt last week. We we saw just okay trade throughout the fat cattle market. Uh, Trade started on Tuesday and then came in drabs throughout the rest of the week. So in the Southern Plains, live cattle traded for $1.19 to $1.20. That's roughly steady to about 50 cents higher than the previous week. And then the Northern Plains, dress cattle traded for $1.8750 to $1.9250, mostly at $1.90 to $1.91, and that's $1 to $2 higher. So you're probably shaking your head and you're saying, well, I thought this was kind of a crappy week again, Shaylee. And here you are telling me that fat cattle prices are at least steady to $2 higher. You're right. They were steady to $2 higher. But you know what? When we have choice cuts up $10.55 throughout the week and select cuts averaging up $8.57 and packers are only processing 640,000 head, that, my friends, again, is a kick in the choppers. Right now, we should be processing far above 670,000 head, but here we are processing 640,000 head a week. And on Thursday, I know you're a market you know, guru, Tigger, and you, you scrutinize over the price experiences day in and day out so on thursday when you saw the fat cattle market close three dollars lower it was because the futures market tanked and because packer said that in the weeks to come they're going to have some dark saturdays so right now we're only like i've said a million times already we're only processing six hundred and forty thousand head a week and they're telling us that that their weekly kill schedules are going to become even lighter let alone we have consumers that are that are willing to pay upwards of astronomical box beef mm-hmm, prices, mm-hmm. and and we're not going to be able to get them the product that they desire while feedlots continue to sit on cattle amid $6.50 corn. So, you know what? It was another week of kind of taking the blows as you go and just rolling with the punches. And thankfully, the you know, even though the fat cattle market and the live cattle market suffered excruciating losses, and whenever the you know, the fat cattle market can't gain momentum. It really puts a cap on how excited the feeder cattle market can go. Thankfully, though, the feeder cattle market last week did see some wins. So I'm going to give you some prices, but largely what it came down to and why the feeder cattle market finally was able to rally a little bit 
is given the fact that some of the country has gotten some good moisture here in the last couple of weeks and corn prices started to veer lower. Once we got this supply and demand report from WASDE and they showed that we had more corn acres than assumed, thankfully that took some pressure off the corn market. So in Montana last week, my friend, your 607 pound steer cap sold for $1.78. Your 664 pound steer calf sold for a buck 60, and your 765 pound steer calf they sold for a dollar 36. In South Dakota, your 633 pound steer calf sold for a dollar 57. Your 667 pound steer calf sold for a dollar 56, and your 631 pound steer calf they sold for a dollar 50. In Nebraska last week, your 619 pound steer calf sold for a dollar 63. Your 681 pound steer calf sold for a dollar 45. And your 732 pound steer calves, they sold for $1.41. In Oklahoma last week, your 618 pound steer calves sold for $1.42. Your 654 pound steer calves sold for $1.40. And your 720 weights, they sold for $1.39. And we'll go ahead and wrap it up in the good state of Missouri. Your 619 pound steer calves, they sold for $1.49. Your 672 pound steer calves sold for $1.43. And your 708 pound steer calves, they sold for $1.33. Shaylee, I appreciate it. Look forward to visiting with you next week, and I hope your area gets some rain. I hope ours does. And also, in a lot of those areas that are listening, I hope you dry up and you send the rain our direction. So regardless of which way it is, I hope better days are for everyone tomorrow. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. And now for my famous last words brought to us by Ranch House Coffee. I get asked many times, what are the web pages that I follow and frequent? Where do I find information? How do I find interviews? What social media groups do we prowl around? And it's the latter that I want to answer and tell you all about today. There are social media groups for just about everything. And I encourage those of you that are on social media to check them out and get involved. And here's one that I want to give a tip of the hat to, and that is the group on Facebook called My Sustainable Beef Story. Now, we raise sustainable beef, period, and, and we do it better than anybody. So share your story, hear others, get involved. If you're in the beef business, you're curious about the beef business, want to hear others, just head to My Sustainable Beef Story on Facebook. Just kind of got started up. It's growing. So join, share, and enjoy. I want to say a big thanks to Kevin for the invite and proud to be part of it. And now that's a wrap, crew. A big thanks to Cody from Virginia for sending me the email. Dr. Jordan Thomas, Jay Berg, and J.R. Offworth, Great Sports, and Shaley Stewart for being with me today on the program. Our partners, the American Semental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, The Cowboy Channel, Wrangler, K Rose Company, and Cattleman U. Crew, so glad that y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to follow and like us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call us 24 7 and text us at 707 Ranch 20. That's 707 726 2420. Spread the good word and join us again next week. It's always Tigger Approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up.